Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 503, recorded live on Saturday, March 11th, 2017. And here are your hosts. The man is going to be lounging around Madison this weekend, Dave Pillay. Oh yeah! And the man who's going to an expo this weekend that's not PAX, Andy Lowe. Hi. Is that this weekend? PAX East is like now. PAX East is now. Okay, you're not going to PAX East. No. I'm relieved to hear that. I would have been very upset had you been like, yeah, I'm going to to PAX. I'd be like, but I would have gone to PAX. Yeah, no, uh... Yep, not. I would. <laughs> I, I would have gone with you. I'd, I'd go to Boston again. That was fun. I, you know, I've never actually been to any other PAX other than PAX Prime or PAX I know. You, whatever you they call it now. PAX West. PAX West. Yeah, it's PAX Prime. Let's be honest. Yeah. PAX East Indies Showcase only has one, two, three, four, five games in it. Oh, it's because it's not the PAX Ten. It's no. the PAX East Indie Showcase. Yeah. But yes, no, I'm I'm not going to PAX. That, yeah, no, <laughs> is too far away. Is too I ain't got time for that. <laughs> is something you don't have time for? That's that's what it is. It's, you know, I as you're preparing for a new edition. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, nope, nope, not gonna try and use any days off until we need to. <laughs> so. Plus, I had to make sure and get a uh, FM translator on the air by this weekend. Otherwise, we were going to lose the license. So, Oops. Yeah. Is it up? Yes. Okay. It is up. It got a little dicey, but it is up. So, Is this the thing that you've had to be like driving around Michigan with giant metal rods sticking out of your car? One of them, yes. Okay. There were two rods. One was a... Um, one was steel, the other was aluminum. Yeah, one was a, a two-inch aluminum that was 20 feet, and the other one was the 25-foot steel, three-inch. <clears throat> that was big. <laughs> that was big, and that was heavy. But it did its job because we had those horrible winds. Yeah. And that antenna is still sticking right there, didn't even budge an inch. Well, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Michigan had some pretty bad windstorms. Yeah, we week. did. Oh, my gosh. I had to drive back from Lansing back to Kalamazoo during the middle of that. Ooh. Yeah, no, I <laughs> people called me up on the phone. And even though I've got the, I've got a, I got a Bluetooth hands free headset up now, like, you know, coming through the car speakers and everything. Yeah. I even told them, like, look, I got to call you back. I, <laughs> I have to focus on this. Yeah. Because I'm just sitting here, you know, because Explorer is kind of tall and boxy. And so, you know, it's getting beat around. And then I got semi-trucks on either side of me. They're getting beat up. Beat around. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. It's that point. I'm sitting there going, like, you know, it'd be nice, like a like a Ford Escort, a two-door <laughs> Mazda Miata. Something, something low to the ground. <laughs> something low to the ground. Very aerodynamic. From the sides. Yes. Right. And that's the thing is, is. You know, when cars are going through their design, especially now, they're looking at aerodynamics from the front, mm-hmm. not really aerodynamics from the side. And so they can get pushed around pretty easily. Oh, yeah. I remember driving my, my Plymouth Grand Voyager in the wind. <laughs> oh, that probably wasn't fun either. And I'd be driving and driving and driving. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, why am I moving into the lane next to me? Oh, right. There's wind. Just so we know, there are currently in the West 
because uh, we have consumers for us out here in the Midwest part of Michigan. Uh huh. Still 60,000 people without power. Oh, this is three days later. Yeah. That's a lot of people whose fridges are going to have some bad food. Yep. That sucks. Uh, yep. Our transmitter site, though, is back online, so that's good. Yay, transmitter. So you've radio again. Yes. It's one of those things where it's like, okay, we spent how much money building a automated system to switch over automatically if we lose power, and then nobody checked the battery on the generator. <gasps> oh, my God, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. It's like, that's, no, that's, <laughs> it's... It's it's not helpful to have an automated system that requires somebody to drive out there to make the automated system work. But yeah, nope. Uh, yeah, going to a home expo this weekend because uh, we had some shingles also lost during that. So there's literally going to be a lot of roofers under one roof. A lot of roofers under one roof. Yep. That is a terrible joke, Andy. It's the truth, though. It's <laughs> they're all going to be <laughs> in one spot. So it's like yeah. okay, it can get you know everybody's. Business cards, get all the quotes, get everything together. Okay. Sorry, I got a work email, but don't have to worry about that. Well, have have I, someone didn't check the battery? I don't. Whose I, responsibility was that? I don't know, but it's discussions to have at a later time. Okay. Be like, hey, what's the root cause analysis here? Because someone screwed up. Yep. So. All right. There, there is some news that I'm probably thinking is coming out of PAX East um, because it has to deal with harmonics. Yes. Uh, they're coming the out company with the, harmonics. The company right, harmonics, the, yes. Not, not you know, audio and radio wave harmonics. Yeah. Um, it's a new game. Oh, is this the Yu-Gi-Oh one? Yes. A music card game. It, it looks like Yu-Gi-Oh. It, I'm so excited that it looks like Yu-Gi-Oh. It's, this is interesting though, because it's it's a so it's self-contained, right? Like it's not part of a system or a console. No, no, it's it's built by Has Hasbro, and you know Harmonix. So this is it's self-contained. I think it looks like you need a cell phone. Okay. Um. To keep score. Yes, and my guess also, since it's a music game, probably to play the music. Well, I mean, they could have built a speaker into the thing. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, uh, uh, it connects to your phone or tablet via Bluetooth and reads the NFC chips embedded in each card as you lay them down during the session. Each card represents a different song, like Call Me Maybe or Heartbeat. Really? call? Huh. You're going to do Call Me Maybe? Just don't, don't. Hey, it was a very popular song. I, I don't get, no, I'm not going to argue that one. I'm just unexpectedly <laughs> surprised. <clears throat> like you know okay here's this 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 and call me maybe okay there's probably plenty of remixes on youtube so yep so what what's the purpose of the game like how are you scored um i think you just create mixes okay players take turns laying cards down on the board matching them by color each card only plays a certain section of the song so ed sheeran sing will only play the vocals while megan trainers all about that bass We'll play the baseline. No surprise on that one. Right. And so you can see the color pattern on the, the board moving from like yellow to red to blue to blue to green. Yes. 
And then and each so car has got a... What, like, score is going to be? Well, um, the hand you play needs to have a higher point value as indicated by the volume graphic in the top left corner of each card. Okay. So I'm guessing is, you know, the more cards you play, the more points you would score. I don't know. I don't know. It will cost... Here we go. A hundred bucks. hundred bucks. But then Hasbro will be able to sell more cards. Yes, um, playlist packs will be going for $15 each, while ram- randomly assorted Discover packs will cost 5 Yep. Huh. I, it seems interesting. It'd be one of those games where, like, I just wouldn't want to play it. i just, you know, see about you mixing songs together. You know, it's, it's like the... Uh, my favorite simple mixes is somebody mixed uh, some Eminem rap to the Maple Street Rag. It's like, oh... Never would have thought putting those two together. This one, you, you could, could be a, a my first DJ sort of thing. <laughs> it's not Hasbro. It's my. It's uh, Fisher Price, my first DJ. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it could be. It's it could, there. Yeah. No, that could be interesting. You know. You know. You give it to your kid and be like, "All right. So you know, this is how. <laughs> how do the you know what works well with what? Does it sound good? That sort of thing there, and then. Then they could be the next, uh, I'm trying to think of a DJ, uh, Daft Punk. Eminem, Vanilla Ice. No, no, because those are rappers. These are, Vanilla Ice, okay, Vanilla Ice, yes, did some song mixing, but. Um, Dead Mouse. Dead, oh yeah, yeah, Dead Mouse. Skrillex. Yep, okay. Afro Jack, I think. I don't know, I, I don't, I'm not a, in the music scene. So yeah, that's uh that's video game related. We got other any other video game news? Oh, do we have other? Yeah, there's uh, League of Legends in here. Okay, lol. What's up with lol? Lol, lol. So uh, cheaters suck in lol, right? Well, cheaters suck in general. Can we just can we agree on that point? One exception. Okay. Games about cheating. <laughs> In in games about cheating, cheaters don't suck. What what games have you played that are about no, cheating? I, I there are very few of them. Most of them are board games where there's like a card that basically says you can now cheat. Like legit, it says you can break any rule. Okay. It also says that if you get caught at it, then you uh like you've cheated and you lose. Oh. <laughs> That's a tough one to play. Which really is no different than actual games, right? Yeah. Like, isn't that true no matter what? Like, if you cheat and don't get caught, then it's a, no one caught you. <laughs> the card, like, morally absolves you, but does it? Because you're still cheating. Mm-hmm. So, there, yeah, it's, it's a gray area. But uh, there, there was a cheating program, a way to help people win, and League of Legends sued the fuck out of them. Good. Good. And just one, and now this other group needs to pay them a lot of money. So they owe Riot Games $10 million, their software is banned, and Riot now controls their websites. Well, good Good for them. Wait, th- wait, am I reading this right? It allegedly attacked Riot's servers and even doxed one of the developer's employees? Yeah. Well, really? as you said, like, this is the group that designed an app to cheat. There's no honor among thieves. Well, 
There may be, but this isn't among thieves. No. This is from a thief to a not thief. That's not what that expression is about. I can't Switches co-opt out. it for my current status? No. The switch is out. Yes. Yes, it is. Do we have sales numbers for it? I think it's only been out for the one weekend, right? Uh, this week. It came out on the third, right? Switch sales numbers. Nintendo Switch sales are already soaring. Mm, keep in mind what source you're using. I don't know what source you're using, but keep that in mind. I've seen mixed reviews. Uh, an analyst told CNBC Switch is on track to ship 2 million by the end of March. That'd be pretty impressive. He also believes that Nintendo will ship 8 million Switch consoles through its first full year of availability. That would be very impressive. That would be. So in the first three days in Japan, the Switch sold 330,000 units, as compared to the Wii, which sold 371,000 units. Huh. However, when did the Wii come out? What part of the year? Holiday season? Yeah. When did the Switch come out? February? March? <laughs> fucking March! <laughs> so, you know, there's that. I don't know. I've heard that they've already been having problems. I know we don't have that as a topic, but I've heard that, you know, the screen is getting scratched and one of the controllers doesn't work. The left Joy-Con tends to disconnect. Well, that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> that's... That's, 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 not, that's not so good. Uh, no. The screen's scratching. Well, they did choose to go with a plastic screen. I think we talked about that. It's, it is a plastic screen, not like a glass or, or sapphire or crystal screen. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it's going to get scratched really easy. I wonder how long until you can buy, like, screen replacement kits. Because it's not third-party, like, or it's, it's not a touchscreen. So I wonder how hard it would be to replace the screen, like the cover of the screen. I don't know. Probably not too hard. You just got to get the right material cut to the right size. Yeah, it would probably, like, you know, totally destroy your warranty. Uh, they've also said that they're, the spare switch docks uh, are out of stock, and more will be available shortly. So if you want to take it anywhere and plug it into somebody else's TV... You gotta you take the take dock. Whole dock. <laughs> you gotta take all of it with you, which <laughs> kind of defeats the purpose of it. But it's out. Yep. Zelda is evidently an amazing game. Well, that's good. Zelda games normally are pretty good. Yeah, I still still want to get you to like to to play through Zelda one, and just record that or or have it streamed or something. Using my NES USB controller that's still sitting here in my drawer next to my computer. Yep. And then I've got the uh, Microsoft what, what, one that you have right below what it. What do I need to do to get this to happen? I'm not sure. Okay. I don't know. You see, I would normally probably do it on a Saturday or Sunday morning. Because uh-huh. that's normally Andy time. Yep. Uh, but there's too many things on the television for me to watch. <laughs> God damn it, Andy. Because I'm, I've got you know, the arrow. League the TV of stuff will sit there. It will wait, and you'll be fine. Unless you want to wait like five or six years to do this, and then you'll have a five or six year old. Well, I was watching Grand Tour this morning, so you know there's that as well. And you know, Iron Fist is coming out what next week? It got trashed. 
Yeah, that's the one thing I saw, though, is like, oh, I was so looking forward to that, and people don't like it. Like, it got trashed hardcore. Well, it's a bit weird, because you're trying not to be racist about it. Yep. <laughs> but you're like, it's it's kind of it's kind of racist. Yep. Like when you when you think about it, it's got it's got problems. So it's gonna be a little racist. Got, <laughs> everybody's a little bit racist sometimes. Uh-huh. Was that Avenue it Q? Got, it got creamed. That is Avenue Q. Yes. Okay. Good. Thank you. That was gonna it's, bug me. Like, where do I know that from? Mm-hmm. That was Avenue Q. So I forgot where we were going with this. Zelda. Zelda. You were going to play Zelda. Sure. At some point. At, at some point, sure. Probably in five or six years. Probably, sure. With with your kid. Sure. No? I don't know. I <laughs> So many other things to do only 24 hours in day. Yes. So prioritize. Is that, well, that's what you've already done. Yes, that's what Zelda I've already is, done. It's low priority to you. <laughs> Don't you want to experience that? Don't you want to know what the the classic was and why it is what it is? If I really want to go classic, I've got the Atari hooked up to the TV. No, the classic Zelda, Andy. Oh. Well, I was just going to say classic gaming in general, but I knew how some of that works. God, playing Mario I, that first time? Oh. <laughs> yep. But but that's the thing. Like, you played Mario, you understand now, like, what it was, especially because you do know the original. You do know the Atari stuff. Yeah. Think about that shift, that change, where what had been the home game console had been Pong, had been Battlezone, had been Centipede, had been Pac-Man, and not the Pac-Man from the arcade. The home Pac-Man was garbage. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, you can literally play the downfall of Atari. Right, like, well, Pac-Man on the arcade wasn't Atari, it was Namco. I know, but the, the, the Atari the home, version of... The home yeah. port was, yeah and, yeah. and like, and then Nintendo comes out with the Famicom, and here's Mario Brothers. Yeah, no, and it's, it's literally night and day. Here's Legend of Zelda. Here's Metroid. Here's Duck Hunt. Duck Hunt was my favorite. That, that thing there, it's like, okay, you can literally take the arcade home with you. I feel like that's what Duck Hunt was. Duck Hunt was like, look... Yeah. And then I dig into the deep of, okay, how does Duck Hunt work? It's actually really fun. Oh, yeah. No, no, I understand it now. And it's like, oh, that's a brilliant thing there. <laughs> you pull the trigger and the screen turns black except for a white square. Yep, for oh, a... One frame. Liter- yep, one frame. <coughs> and if the gun is pointing at the white square, then you got it. Mm-hmm. But, like, the, the, the shift that happened because of these games... In both the technology, the perception, and the game design is is fundamental and runs through everything. So what you could do is literally like a... All right, now I'm just picturing the whole like series in my head. It's where you're playing the games while talking about the gaming world in general at the time. And, you know, what the specific game you're playing is in the hierarchy of things. I'm pretty sure there's a bunch of YouTube channels that have already done that. Oh, probably. It's it doesn't sound like an original idea. I mean, <laughs> I just watched a a person do an entire series on Metroid. He talked about each Metroid game that was published, what was good about it, what was new about it, why it was received the way it was, plus his own personal thoughts on it. 
Yeah, no, I bet you anything. This the, this area of YouTube is to, well covered. Yeah, is is an ocean of messages and bottles. So, so I ask again: Don't you want to experience that? I'd rather experience other things. All right. So, what's going on with Twitch? We can kind of keep it in the game area. Um. Well, two things are going on with Twitch. One is something I put on as a as a topic. The other, I didn't. Um, you know, there's a Power Rangers movie coming out. Yep. Are you excited for the Power Rangers movie? Nope. Oh, no, <laughs> no. Oh, I'm excited for the Power Rangers movie. Have you watched the previews? Yes. They look amazing. How are you not excited about that? I never was that big into the Power Rangers. All right. Well, sucks to be you. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't suck to be me. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Twitch is, is streaming, like, 800 episodes of Power Rangers. Oh, jeez. For the next couple weeks. Just straight through. They've done this before. They did it with Bob Ross. Yeah, yeah, no, I remember the Bob Ross one. That was fun. They did, like, all 20 seasons of Bob Ross. Uh, now they're just doing, like, 800-some uh, episodes of Power Rangers. Because why not? The other thing they're doing is, um... We talked last week that they, they now let you purchase the game that the they're selling the games, essentially. Yes. So whatever game the, the streamer is playing, you, you can purchase that. Yes. Um, they're now opening up a full desktop application. Really? Yeah. It's mostly for communications, and it's a uh, Twitch bought Curse a while ago. So I guess Curse is now owned by Amazon, because Twitch is owned by Amazon, right? Yeah. But it'll have, uh, it's basically, instead of going to the web page, you just use the app. Well, that should be, I guess, great. Granted, you know, I'm not a big Twitch person. What are you drinking? (laughs) (laughs) Or just finished drinking? That is a Starbucks Frappuccino. Really? Yep. Oh, Dave. I I was trying to be good about not making noise up until now. Do you want to just cut that part out? No, I, I'm going to leave that one in there because really, right. you, you're you're going to Starbucks, really? Uh, I what's wrong with Starbucks? I I've never been a fan. Wait, no, what what's what, let's let's talk about let's deconstruct this, Andy. What's wrong with but Starbucks? We got uh, we got a whole list of topics to go through. You want to spend time on and Starbucks? This is the Random Access Podcast. <laughs> what's wrong with Starbucks? Dave's like, I'm going on strike. We're not going to talk about any other topics until we talk about Starbucks. You can talk about whatever topics you want. Tell me what's wrong with Starbucks. <laughs> I don't, I just, it always feels like the line's too long, the stuff is too expensive. Laura, was there a line at Starbucks? Yes. How long was it? Uh, there were three girls in front of me. Teenagers. Three people. Are you that, like, I need my, I have had a longer line at McDonald's, at Culver's, I don't, I just, I don't know. I've never been a Starbucks fan. It's just one of those things where it's like. You don't need to be a Starbucks fan. I'm not asking you to be one. I'm just wondering why you're being judgmental of people who do go to Starbucks. I don't know. Do you have a local coffee shop that you can? Yes, um, we go to them as well. Okay. Starbucks has a drive-thru. That, okay. All right. I'll give you that one. The convenience factor does. That's, that's actually the last three times I've been to Starbucks has been when it's my birthday. And so I get the free uh, beverage. Mm-hmm. 
And then I get a caramel macchiato. Okay. But yes, no, when I'm ever out of coffee here, I go visit the local coffee shop. I, you know, yeah. support local. I mean, I, I have a coffee shop at work. <laughs> we just have really bad vultures. They are they are employed by my my company. They are employees as I am. So like that's where I get a lot of my coffee from. Okay, We're so a that's software that, company and we have a barista team. He he he. I love it. That's so that's so Silicon Valley is what that is. It's so Silicon right. Well no, like <laughs> Silicon Valley they would probably just contract with Starbucks. I don't know. I feel like the, the Silicon Valley would be or would San Francisco I feel like San Francisco would yeah. contract with Starbucks. Silicon Valley would still try and do something local. Okay. I mean Silicon Valley is part of San Francisco. Yes, and I feel like we should get Kyle on to talk about this. Okay. You reach out to Kyle, ask right. him his opinion on this. All right. Out of curiosity, hang on. How many Starbucks near Silicon Valley? Go! <laughs> what, are you, what are you laughing at? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 20, 22, 22 Starbucks in the San Jose area. <laughs> There's like 30 of them in San Francisco. I'm looking for, um, oh, somebody did this. Granted, this is from <clears throat> 2005. So 12 years ago? Um, yeah. No, I, somebody did something to find the maximum Starbucks density. Yeah. Uh, in Manhattan, 45th and Madison, the guy said he found 169 stores within five miles. In where? Manhattan ah. proper. So now that would be an interesting thing to find out. You know, where is the highest density of Starbucks coffee? <laughs> no, you know, I really don't care. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> So speaking of drive-thrus, we can talk about cars. Okay, sure. Um, Wait, well, first, are we done with? Are we done with with whatever we were talking about? We were talking about we were, Twitch, right? Yeah. And then you were explaining why you you are judgmental of people who like Starbucks. <laughs> Sometimes you got to make a deal with the. Uh, no, that's that's no. I don't want to make Starbucks the devil. That's just too wrong. Um, yeah, I don't know where to go with that one, other than you know foot and mouth disease. Okay. Not something that they have at Starbucks. No, no, they don't. So here's Google. How many Starbucks are near Google? Ah, there's actually no Starbucks. Oh, no, there's a Starbucks across the street. (laughs) (laughs) Right next to a Bed Bath & Beyond, a Best Buy, and an In-N-Out Burger, and a Costco, and a Krispy Kreme Donut. Mm. It's all like a mile away from the Googleplex. So, speaking of California... <clears throat> yeah, and driving uh, cars, self-driving cars. Well, just driving cars. Um, so, we talked about the Tesla Model 3 about a year ago, and then sure. we haven't really talked much about it since. Okay. Uh, one was actually spotted out driving around. A Tesla Model 3. Tesla Model 3. Okay. Um, the, the video, which is shot by a Tesla customizing shop called Unplugged Performance, which is, you know... They work Wait, over by aftermarket Tesla shop. Yes, unplugged performance, unpluggedperformance.com If you want to take a look, what is the purpose? Well, uh, looks like this one is you can get a different uh, f- front 
grill area for your Tesla. Leader in premium upgrades for your Tesla. No, but, I think I'd... but but like the whole point of the Tesla is that it's already like luxury. Yeah, but still, Mercedes Benz still has you know has their AMG edition. Everybody's you know got a way to upgrade even you know the yeah, top of the line stuff. That's all first party stuff, right? This is not Tesla doing this. This is aftermarket, or is it? Maybe not because there's a sign about SpaceX Tesla and unplugged performance. Is this owned by Tesla? No, no, it's not. No, it's just right next to them in their yeah. offices. Yes, which is why they are you know. They're, you know, shooting a thing about, you know, SpaceX and all of a sudden a Tesla Model 3 just, you know, drives by. Okay. So, yeah, this is the Tesla 3, you know, which is currently just a reservation, uh, yeah. is, you know, actually driving out and about. So hopefully it will actually be out this year. Are you sure that unplugged performance isn't actually owned by Tesla? It seems very suspicious that they are next to the Tesla offices. All of our parts are researched and engineered on our own development vehicles. Okay. It's unplugged his neighbors with Tesla's design center in a short walk from the Hawthorne, California supercharger station. It it looks CEO like they're separate. Ben Schaefer. All right. Yep. Looks like they're different. Yep. Must you have to go way deeper than I'm willing to dig into? You see, this was supposed to be more about the thing that you know the Tesla three is actually driving out and about. Well, I mean, so what? <laughs> it's don't it hasn't been forgotten about. It's one of those things where it's like, yeah, no, Tesla three is supposed to be coming out this year, but nobody's really heard anything. Or is it? No, it's supposed to come out next year. Pr- production's supposed to start this year. I mean, I expect it to come out at some point. I didn't place a reservation, so I really don't care. Well, uh, we can we can go either two ways. We can either go with California driving rules, or we can go with uh, Tesla. It's uh, like a choose your keep, own adventure part of the store or the podcast. Keep going with Tesla. Keep going with Tesla. All right. So South Australia, uh, home That's of a long I do way believe away. the Cuzza. Uh, Cuzza, home of or current home? Because Cuzza, last I knew, was in Perth. Or is he not there anymore? Uh, I think he's still there. <laughs> I'd have to go through the... Anyway, South Australia has been having some power issues. Okay. There's been price spikes and blackouts all over the place down there. Okay. I guess Perth is kind of south. It's on the yes, west. but I'm not sure if it's in the, the South Australian area or not. Well, I have to look at the... There's the district of South Australia. Yes. That is not Perth. Perth okay. is in Western Australia. It's Northern, Western, South, New South Wales, and Queensland. Gotcha. Oh, and Victoria, which is different than New South Wales. Right. So anyway, South Australia has been having power, power. issues. Okay. So uh, Elon Musk said they sent a contract to South Australia saying, like, look, you sign this and we'll have a hundred megawatt battery storage system installed down there in a hundred days or it's free <laughs> or your money back yeah so he's banking on like storing the power during low consumption times right yes and then providing it via the batteries at high consumption that's pretty yes. cool i am a little nervous about that mostly because i just finished playing watchdogs too <laughs> And the idea of, like, handing that much power, in in a literal sense in this case, over to a a company just feels a little, like, 
Um, well, I don't think they're going to. I feel like they just, you know, the contract is just to build the battery parks, not to actually operate them. I think it's just to build, you know, South Australia because, uh, let's see, the blackout in South Australia was caused by three factors. Demand for power was higher than forecasted. Wind generation was lower than forecasted. And several thermal generators were unable to step into the breach, according to the energy market operator. This was the third such outage in recent months. So it's one of those things where it's like, I'm guessing, though, can probably, you know, just fill up the battery pack. 100 megawatts of it and then you know not have this problem where okay wind generation goes down you can't get your other generators back up and running in enough time so the battery is going to act like a capacitor yeah well a, a battery is going to act like a battery yes true battery is going to act like a battery what but a, what a capacitor does yeah just a lot quicker but yeah no he said you know, if you sign this thing here, we'll have it up and running in 100 days or you don't pay a cent. So that's a bit surprising that he can roll out 100 megawatts worth of battery storage in 100 days. In a year. Well, they've got like a giant battery factory, don't they? <laughs> yeah, that is true. The The Gigafactory is up and running. So It is, it is literally a, a factory to make batteries. Yep. So do you want me to go back to the uh, self-driving so yeah, things? Let's, let's hit the other part of that. So uh, California uh, has put out draft regulations to kind of roll back their more stringent rules about driverless cars. Ooh. They really? released they released proposed regulations for autonomous vehicles, dropping an earlier requirement that a human driver had to be present while testing on public roads. They also backed down on a previous rule that vehicles needed a steering wheel and pedals for the operator to take back control. Both of which, you know, were square pointed at Google's autonomous vehicles. Right. So now let me just say these are just draft rules. They still have to go through the whole public comment process and actual, you know, passing of the regulations and that sort of thing. But. Um, but the California DMV said the rules should be completed by the end of the year. So it'll be less restrictive. Yes. Okay. How soon before other states follow suit? Well, Michigan's already passed their law in December, which allowed testing with no human driver. Yep. Um, It also created a framework for selling autonomous cars. So there's also that in there as well. So it seems California's kind of playing catch up with Michigan, but, you know, is still ahead of other states. So We're in that crazy flux period of, you know, the state's trying to do their own thing, and sooner or later, hopefully, we'll all get on the same page. Hopefully. Hopefully. Other autonomous vehicle news. Uh, Waymo. 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 Whatever that Google's self-driving car division is called. Okay. Uh, They filed a lawsuit against Uber, and the company is seeking an injunction which could prohibit Uber's self-driving vehicle tests to happen while the case is going on. According to Alphabet, uh, they claim Uber is operating using stolen materials. Ooh, that's a fairly serious accusation. According to Google's forensic security engineer, which, of course, Google's got a forensic security engineer. Well, uh, yes, any any software company of that size is going to have one. Yeah. Um, alleges a former Google engineer used his personal laptop to download 9.7 gigabytes of confidential materials related to Google's self-driving project in December of 2015. 
Um, there's also, uh, he also says there's evidence that two other Google engineers helped download confidential material as well. Uh, that engineer left Google to start autonomous trucking company Auto, which we talked about, which Uber acquired a few months later for $680 million. And then Uber's own self-driving pilot program officially went live in Pittsburgh. So they're saying, like, look, the guy downloaded a bunch of things that he wasn't supposed to download. He started his own company. They got bought by Uber. Now Uber is using <laughs> said things there, and they need to stop it. Oh. Yay, corporate espionage. Yep. And another black eye for Uber. How many black eyes can that company get? I don't know. Maybe it's like a Hydra. <laughs> they, they, every time you give them a black eye, they grow a new one. Like, <laughs> All right. Uh, other lawsuits, Zenimax and Oculus. I thought we had already finished that one. Is there another part to this? There, well, there, that's why it is labeled part two. Oh, because the court's rule or Zenimax was, was saying like, Hey, we need to, uh, Oculus needs to stop, right? Like Oculus is using stolen stuff. Yes. Right. Yes. Well, fun fact, you might not remember this, but John Carmack works for Oculus. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember that happening. And John Carmack used to for John Carmack also wrote, you know, like Doom. Yeah. And was was one of the great minds, along with John Romero behind id. Uh, But he used to work for ZeniMax and is making the claim that ZeniMax owes him twenty two point five million (laughs) dollars. So now that ZeniMax actually has some money, John Carmack wants his cut. Well, I, I think it's more just a like back and forth of like you drop this lawsuit against Oculus and I'll drop this lawsuit against you. Yeah, but that's half a billion dollars versus twenty two point five million. Yeah, that's a that's a factor of it, it's nothing compared to the, the payout. Yeah. But yeah. So. So there's, there's a back and forth right now. Man, corporate world is crazy. There's a reason I want to stay outside of that. <laughs> <laughs> like pretty hardcore want to stay outside of that. Oh um, man, that's just oh. So that's that's Zenimax part 2 which leads us to another great part 2. Yeah. You remember dear uh Senator Ted Stevens? Yes. The internet is a series of tubes. Yep. It's, it's not a big truck. Nope. It well, doesn't just dump. It's not a big dump truck. Yeah. It's more like a series of tubes, which I mean, in, in all honesty, he's not actually that far off. Like that no, was a pretty no. decent analogy. He just delivered it terribly and clearly had no understanding of what he was saying. Yes. Well, my dear Senator, Senator <laughs> Ron Johnson, I've, I've talked about uh, yes. Senator Johnson on the show before. Yes, um, yes, you have. How I, I sent him a letter saying like, hey, you know, the FCC is actually like doing a pretty good thing here. Why are you trying to mess with it? And you shouldn't listen to the telcos because like the FCC is doing a pretty good job. Um, and the response I got back was something along the lines of we shouldn't allow this unelected group to control our infrastructure. I'm like, but that's their job. And that's why you hired them as the never mind. Um, yeah. he, he is again on a tirade against net neutrality, uh, making probably the the best comment about the internet since Senator Ted Stevens. Um, imagine that a group of na- neighbors want to build a bridge, but then they find out the local government is going to require that the bridge is open to the entire community of a million people. And now a million people can come onto their property, ruin their lawns, and walk over that bridge. <laughs> what? I, 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 
I don't see the like I'm I'm so confused. Uh he followed this up with a comment of how like doctors who are using the internet if if we have net neutrality that means that the doctors are sharing the same pipes with no prioritization over people who are streaming pornography. Uh like that's what? You know what? They're both consuming power from the power company too. That is also true. I'm okay. I'm still trying to figure out what the heck the lawn is. I don't know. <laughs> because see, a million people can come onto their property, ruin their lawns, and walk over that bridge. Yes, you know, yeah, people can. Like, what's what's the lawn in this analogy? If the internet is a bridge, first off, what's my property even doing anywhere near a bridge? Second off, bridges are not built. Well, most of them are not built. A couple of them are, and we know exactly which one we're talking about. By yep. private companies. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly which one you're talking about. Uh, for our listeners who are not from the southeastern part of Michigan, the Ambassador Bridge from Detroit to Canada uh, is a privately owned bridge, which sucks. And a lot of people are very upset about that. And, and the, the state, government, yeah, the government is trying to build their own bridge, which is getting trying to build their own bridge. But this one guy who owns this bridge and has made a shit ton of money because he owns this bridge is trying to stop them. Yep. But anyway, most bridges are owned by the government like they are built by and owned by the U.S. government. They are part of the infrastructure. So what you're really saying, Senator Johnson, is that we should have the government provide Internet. And I, it's one of those things where it's like, who, who are these million people that, you know, it's just. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just so. So what what he's bad. saying is the fact that, OK, he's like, you know, we don't want to open this bridge to the million people. We just want this community to build their own bridge and we want to charge everybody a different amount for using the same bridge. Yeah. So I decided to contact my senator. Uh-oh. Again. I haven't gotten a response from this one this time. Um, there are a multitude of ways to contact your senator, right? Yes. Yes, you there are. You can email them. You can call them. You can visit them, but that's a little expensive and depends on them being there and getting on your, their schedule. Uh, you can fax them. I don't own a fax machine. Do you own a fax machine, Andy? Uh, work does. So you could fax them from work. Yes. Also, there are free fax things out there. Yes. There is now a website called resistbot.io that you text this bot it will ask you your name. It will ask you for your zip code. It will then say, here are your senators. And then it will say, what would you like to send to them? And you text a message to this bot, and it faxes those messages to your senators. That's got to hurt, because <laughs> that's... Well, let's see if... They, I wonder if they have the same setup, because we used to... We have a fax machine at work. I just said yeah. that. The problem we were having with the fax machine at work is the fact that... Um, we kept on getting faxes that were a lot of basically the spam email of faxes. Well, so this doesn't actually look like spam. Here, I will send you. I know, but I'm saying that you know the the emails. Yeah, it like it would it would email them rather than actually printing out a fax thing there, so people can just glance at the email and delete it without even really you know. Well, here, take a look at this image that I just sent you. E okay, okay, that looks that, like a rather letter. legitimate letter. Yeah. That was created out of text messages. Gotcha. That was created using this bot, which is a free service. 
the bot does not tell you what to say. It just says, like, in one or two sentences, what would you like to say to your senator? Could be interesting, yeah. So that's the link on the page for ResistBot, uh, what to do about your senator. And then it will actually try to remind you, like, daily, like, hey, do you have anything to say to your senator? Do you have anything to say to your senator? I set it up to do it monthly. Which reminds me, I gotta set up my gov track. Yep. Yep, I gotta set that up. Um, how about some uplifting news, rather than sad news? Okay, sure. Um, somebody... is making movies again. That's, uh, don't tell me. It's an anime guy. What, shoot, what anime is that? It it is an anime guy. It is actually like the anime guy. <laughs> I know, which is why his name sounds familiar, but I can't place him with any actual Howl's Moving Castle, Princess Mononoke. That's the one that I was trying to think of. Ponyo, uh Totoro. So he's, he's making movies of... again? Yeah. He he came out of retirement. Well that's good. Spirited away. So he came out of retirement. He's making movies again. Um, I was going to go for that. A San Francisco startup 3, 3D printed a whole house in 24 hours. Cool. How? Like, that had to be a big printer. Yeah, if you go look at the uh, the link, the if you scroll down, there's a video and then two pictures. One of the pictures is the actual 3D printing device. Yep. And it is the size... Of a house. Of a house. It is a... To be clear... It, that's a tiny house. Yes, it is only 400 square feet. That is just barely bigger than my old apartment. Yes, but it is a house that started out as nothing, and 24 hours later... There was a house. There was a house. Ah, uh, 24 hours later, there was the structure of a house. There were walls. Yes, okay, you're right. Right? And, like, what are you doing about uh, electricity? What are you doing about plumbing? Um, that one still had to be done by hand. Were there like spots left open in the design for it? What's yes. this material? Is this a plastic house? Um, no, uh, the, uh, the company used a mobile 3D printer to print out the house's concrete walls, partitions, and building envelope. So it's concrete. That's what it looks like, yeah. The house is solid concrete. Hold on, I'm looking to see what the materials are. What's the insulation like? Well, it's probably air-filled insulation unless you actually um, spray something in there. 100 square meters a day mixing and pumping system. So they've got an automated mixing system for the concrete that it just sprays. And it builds up the concrete one layer at a time, just like a 3D printer. But yeah, no, it looks like all the actual wiring and... Oh, it looks like they did spray foam insulation on the inside. So yeah, workers had to manually paint it and install the roofing materials, wiring, hydroacoustic, and thermal insulation. So yes, they still have to, you know, get somebody in there to spray some foam in the gaps. And, you know, run your wiring and plumbing, but. I mean, it's still really cool. And, like, I could see this being used to do a bunch of, like, super temporary emergency shelters. Well, because they said um, uh, the the whole house cost $10,134 to make with the door and windows eating up the largest part of the budget. Yeah. So, you know, if you just need a temporary shelter (laughs) or even something that, you you know, don't doesn't need to look pretty, you could have something built. In a very short amount of time. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of neat. Literally a <laughs> a spray ceramic 3D printer, or not ceramics, a spray concrete. cement concrete. It's not, doesn't, if you actually look at the video, though, it's not really spray. I mean, More it's laying like a, down a fairly thick slab. 
it's still neat. It is fairly neat. Yeah. Right. Uh, anything else you want to hit? Oh, we did that, did that, did that, did that, did that. I think the recaptures are disappearing. I'm not sure if I'm excited about that or not. Well, they're not going away. They're just disappearing. They will be invisible. How? And I have to find that little check mark somewhere on the web page. No, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> God, that would be horrible. <laughs> <laughs> somewhere on this page is a checkbox that you must select to prove that you're human. Uh, I think robots would actually be better at that. Than humans. Yeah, it'd be like, where's Waldo? Yep. No, uh, Google is, has come up with a new technology. Keep in mind, Google is the one that does most of the recaptures. Yep. And they come up with a new tech where there won't be a physical thing on the screen. Ooh, that could be... That just based purely on, uh, like, the observations of the, the person of the other side of it, they will determine whether or not it's a robot or not. Hmm. So, you know, there's that. And then potatoes on Mars. They're pretty sure you can actually grow potatoes in Mars-like conditions. <laughs> has somebody told... <laughs> yeah. I wonder if... Has, has somebody told Andy... Uh, the writer? ...about that? I'm, I'm sure he is aware. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he was, like, one of the first ones to be told about this uh, this project, given that he was the inspiration for it. That would be interesting, yeah. All right, so that's that. What else you got? Uh, what, the randoms? Sure. All right. What uh, are it's your week. It's my week. I'm going to review an app on okay. the phone. It's actually a game. It's called Hacked. I would not recommend searching Google for Hacked Android app. <laughs> that's, no, that's... That will not return what you're actually looking for. If you go to the store, however, the Android store, and search for Hacked, or if you go to HackedApp.com, it's legit, I promise, for now, it's legit, you will find the Android game Hacked. Hacked is a puzzle programming game. So it starts you off with very, very basic programming. And it gives you an input, a series of inputs, and it says, write whatever program you need to to get the series of outputs that match up to it. So at the beginning, if the input is like one and the output is two and the input is four and the output is five and the input is 10 and the output is 11, then what is your program supposed to do? Well, it's supposed to add one. Yeah. And that's it. And like, that's pretty easy. Like, OK, uh, return input plus one. And you don't type that in. There's buttons. There's a button that says return. There's a button that says input. And so it kind of helps guide you through it. I wouldn't use this to teach someone how to program. I would use this to teach someone who knows a little bit about programming how to think about programming. You are scored on complexity, where I assume that the lower complexity is better. You are scored on how long it took you, and you are scored on how much correction you had to do. So how many times did you have to go back and edit your own code? Huh. And so then as you progress and as you go through the puzzles, it gets harder and harder and harder, and it unlocks more and more and more. So there's another level where it's like... Uh, determine whether or not it's even or odd so andy you know a little bit about programming yes how would you determine if something is even or odd uh divide by two and see if there's a remainder okay how do you do that 
Well, I don't know. It depends on <laughs> what the what the programming language is. Uh, it's it's C esque. It's very like C. Is there, there's got to be a remainder feature in C, right? Well, so typically in programming, it's called the modulo operator. This level, you don't have a modulo operator. Oh. You do have integer division, but you don't have a modulo operator. So essentially what the program is, is getting you towards is, what is modulo and how do you calculate that? How do you figure it out? <laughs> so I, I just... Well, it's fine. So, right. Well, so that that was the puzzle, and I'm like, God damn, this would be so much easier if I had modulo. Well, I guess I'll do. Uh, so it's it's you do the integer division, and then you multiply it again, and then you subtract that from the original, and oh, then that's the remainder. Yeah, ah, because yeah, that's so, how that works. Yeah, you do the integer division, and then you undo the division, and then you subtract that from your original value, and you have your remainder. Uh, yeah. And then at the end of that, it says you have unlocked mod. So by doing the puzzle, you unlock that operation. You unlock the modulo. Oh, that's 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 smart. Right. So you're building up this this idea of a programming language as you go. It's actually really fun. Uh, it's free. Oh, really? Yep. It's the first thing I've reviewed for a while that's actually free. And it's it's been great. It's been this really cool little distraction that I've used during the weekends. Where I'm just like, I'm going to sit for a while in, in a cafe and work on a puzzle programming language puzzle i am now installing it as we speak yeah no it's a lot of fun i'm i'm curious to see how far you're gonna get before you give up uh i've been trying to learn how to do uh postgresql programming yeah so i haven't gotten very far on that one you know i'll give you a, a big hint on that yeah um programming when you're writing sql code you're not really programming no don't think of SQL code as programming. No, no, it's just learning how to manipulate the tables and the data yeah. in the tables. How, how to write queries. Yeah, no, that's what it is. It's queries yep. like, okay, you know, hey, I want to look for this. And, you know. You do know someone who, like, you know, teaches SQL for a living, just to put that out there. Who? Me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> who do I know that knows how to write reports? Write <laughs> writes reports for a living. I teach writing reports for a living. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, Andy. <laughs> like, I literally teach people how to do that for a living. Oh, that seriously hurts. Oh. Ow. Okay, I was drinking coffee, and then... Yep. Oh. Oh. yep so i'm glad that you're learning how to uh how to to write sql code if you have any questions let me know okay i don't know a lot about postgresql but it's probably pretty darn close to ms sql yeah, no, there, it's what I've been reading is a lot of the, you know, it's MySQL. A lot of people do MySQL on there, which, you know, a majority of the stuff works. It's just the esoteric things about the individual languages that's, you know. Yep. So the hacked app, I'll put a link to the app in the topics. So you, you don't even have to go, do any of the Googling. So, yeah, it's a great little puzzle game. I, I've really enjoyed it. Um, word of advice. 
so the, the, the process in the app is they give you a series of inputs and outputs. And so you have to use that to first figure out what the hell the program is supposed to do. And there's always a hint. It's at the top of the screen. It's the, the title. And then once you have that, I actually recommend turning off the program and sketching it out on paper and then opening the program and then writing it down. You'll get a much higher score that way. Well, yeah, because according to the computer, you took a lot less time. Yeah. It took a lot less time. Could be a matter of days. Yep. yep. But according to the computer... There, there was definitely one where I had to put it down and be like, I'm going to come back to this one tomorrow after like my subconscious has chewed on it for a while. The one I'm on right now that I, I, I think I have a good solution to it is identifying matching parentheses and brackets. So given a list of parentheses and brackets, state whether or not that's a valid list. You understand the, the problem? Yeah. So like I if think. you have open paren, open bracket, close bracket, close paren, that's valid. Yes. If you have open paren, close bracket, close paren, open bracket, that's not valid. No. They don't match, right? Yes. Yeah, no, that doesn't work. If you have open paren, open bracket, close paren, close bracket, that's not a valid list. You'll get to it. Yeah, no, I'll, I, it's it's yeah. installing right now, so. It's a fun game. All right, last thing. Random last topic? Random topic. Roll ahead of time. Where can I listen to your podcast? I think you've already answered that. <laughs> if you are Where? hearing this, the answer is here. <laughs> but what... I'm going to go with the radio answer that I hear all the time. It's, you can listen to it anywhere in the world on your mobile and uh, your internet-enabled mobile device. But Andy, how do I get it on my internet-enabled mobile device? Well, I'm glad you asked, Dave. <laughs> we have an RSS feed on our main page, under feeds. Where would that main page be? At RAPodcast.net. Or dot com. Or not, yeah, hold on. Let me double check on that one. <laughs> Do you not own yep, RayPodcast.com anymore? Still works. Okay. I wonder if there's any place else that we can go. Resident Advisor iTunes. Podcast is still going on. Yeah. We're still second. iTunes. iTunes, yep. 562 episodes of the RA Podcast. Yep. The Resident Advisor Podcast. 562? Yes. Oh, they're ahead of us. I know. They have to stop for a year for us to catch up. Let's see how long and that even lasts. Then. All right. Well, that's um, it. So, so, yeah, no, I think it's, you know, you can use any hey, RSS thing. Service. Yep. Or just go to our webpage. It's always on the main page there. Yep. So, yeah, no, where can I listen? Anywhere that you want to be, you can probably get us if you know where to go. <laughs> Well, that was a quick random topic. <laughs> yeah, that was easy, huh? <laughs> yeah, that was easy. All right, well, that's yep. it. Yep, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at rapodcast.net Thank you for listening. <laughs>